0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, so glad to be with you here today. In our previous episode, we talked about how to increase Your chances of getting a response right whether it's for someone who um, you're waiting to hear from or whether you're just reaching out to someone for the first time we shared three principles that you can use to increase your chances of getting a response you know obviously there's additional principles but I tried to share three discrete ones that would be pretty useful for you this is a a bit of a sister or brother or cousin episode which is similar and uh, this is also about getting a response but it's a little bit put a finer point on it how to increase your chances of getting help, right? So sometimes we reach out to someone and we actually would like them to do something either now or in the future, right? To remember us uh, and to do something in the future. So it's a little bit more than just saying, hey, you know, I got your email or I got your phone call. Can we have a conversation? It's actually increasing their chances of helping you out and doing something active that actually requires some energy or outlay uh, from that person themselves so I'm going to share with you three principles that can help with that the first one is what I like to call the people are busy rule right people are busy so if you really want to increase your chances of getting help make it easy for them to help you right the less resistance the less effort that they have to extend to help you the better now, I'm not talking about being lazy. I'm not talking about being unkind. I'm talking about if you sent me a letter asking me to introduce you to someone else, right? And, and maybe I like you. Maybe I want to do the introduction and you leave it to me to draft the whole introduction and why it's happening. Mm, I may delay that, right? Because I may get stuck doing other things uh, and it may be difficult. However, if you send me a template with everything like already worded and say, Joe, modify this any way you want. All you got to do, you can just leave it the way it is, sign it at the bottom, press send, just say hello, and you're good to go. How long does that take me, right? takes me like maybe 5% of my mental cognitive energy and maybe five seconds to send out versus, okay, how do I know this person? What are the traits that I want to write about? What did they say they were working on, right? People are busy. So make it easy for them, and it's sort of that Jerry Maguire, you know, help me help you. Help me help you, right? Don't make it harder for people to help you out, because even the people who generally like you and want to help you out, they're busy. They only have so much energy, brain power, time uh, to help you out. The second principle I like to call the joy bringer rule, and I forget where I heard this, um, but uh, a great principle, people will act to share what you have, right, when, when you ask them to share it, when they feel that the act of sharing it with someone else will bring joy to that other person, right, it's, it's the typical kind of viral thing, why, why do we share things that are viral, because we think the person we're sharing with will really enjoy it, we don't share it to help the person who generated the video or the email or whatever it is, we share it for our audience, for our friends, for our circle. So think about from that perspective, when you are asking for help or you're generating something, is it going to bring joy to that person you're asking to help you? Is it going to bring joy to the people that you want them to share it with? By them doing your call to action, whatever it is, is it going to bring joy to other people, not just to your bottom line or your career? Because if you understand that and you can make that, You can design it in a way that that is not only beneficial to you but brings joy to others. It highly increases your likelihood that that your help that you're asking for um, will be uh, granted and especially if it involves sharing something with others, it makes it much more likely that that will actually happen. The third and final principle I wanted to share with you, it's called the not even your mama rule. right? And what I mean by this is uh, nobody, not even your mother, is spending all their waking hours thinking about how to make your life better or what opportunities or help they should give you, right? Nothing against your mom. I don't know your mom. They are thinking about lots of other things. So we really put ourselves in a bad spot when we put too much pressure and rely on a single point of failure. So what I always advise people do for any request Worth making, find at least three people, I would say three at a minimum, and make the same ask of them. Three people who can deliver the same thing. And if you can find more, even the better. Because what's going to happen? Even if two of them are too busy or involved, or maybe one of them doesn't like you, the other one's too busy, the third one, right? The third one, and you don't know which one it's going to be, you have no way of knowing. They may just be the one that fulfills that request and gives you that help. And here's the great thing. Sometimes, a lot of times, we only need one. We don't need all three people to deliver. We just need the one to give us the break, to give us the forward momentum we need. So in summary, we shared three rules today to really help increase your chances of getting help. The people are busy rule, right? Make it easy for people to help you. The joy bringer rule. Think about how what you're asking, if they deliver it, it'll bring joy to other people. It's not about you. If they're going to do something, it's about them bringing joy to the people that they care about. And then finally, the not even your mama rule. You know, don't rely on a single point of failure. You know, share your request with lots of different people who can deliver it because some of them will be too busy. Some of them may not like you. Some of them may get sick, uh, you know, heaven forbid, um, or have some other emergency that they have to keep, take care of. So they would have helped you, but understandably, they couldn't. So you just need that one person to deliver. And that can really make all the difference in your career. So if you have any experiences with any of these rules or other techniques that you use to really increase your chances of help, would love to hear from you. Uh, reach out at Joe at ConnectionCounselor.com or uh, you can leave a voice message on Anchor at the Anchor website for executive presence morsels. So your uh mission for today is to ask for help from someone. Anyone, could be a small thing could be a big thing. And think about these three principles and if appropriate, you know, utilize, work them into your ask and how you ask and what you say uh, and see if it uh makes a difference. And I'd love to hear how that went, um, whether it was good, bad, or otherwise, would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Welcome, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and today I wanted to share with you some thoughts about how to measure someone's executive presence, whether it's your own or someone else's. And before we get started, would love to hear from you. Uh, who you think has amazing executive presence if you could name you know one or two people who just knock it out of the park like amazing executive presence would love to hear from you examples of who those people are either just their names or some you know short anecdotes um, about why you think that is uh, feel free to send me an email at joe at connectioncounselor.com or you can leave a voice message for the website on anchor fm so how do you know how much executive presence a person has? How do you, how do you measure it? Is, is there an ability to quantify it? So, so think about that for a second. Like if you had to take two people and, and decide who had more executive presence, like how would you even figure that out and be able to give a response? Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.